Well, back in May, just about what month and a half, two months ago, we had um, we had some troubles with the minivan that's been a part of our family for 15 years. Steam coming up from the engine and a big pool of something underneath. Even for an amateur like me, pretty obvious that something's wrong with that vehicle. But luckily, luckily we caught it early. And so we were able to leave that van where it was over, over the weekend because these kinds of things only happen late Saturday night, right? So we left the van where it was over the weekend and had it towed to my mechanic on Monday morning. On Tuesday, I expected to hear a diagnosis of of some kind of broken hose or something like that. And, of course, a bill that would be way too high. Instead, when when the mechanic called, he used words like catastrophic systems failure. And I think his conversation ended with the word scrap metal. Those are never good words to hear from your mechanic. So we said goodbye to our, our faithful family friend for 15 years. And uh, as we said goodbye to that minivan, we, we spent some time as a family reminiscing about the 15 years with that vehicle. Every dent and every scratch, and there were significant dents and scratches in that vehicle, had a story behind it. At, or maybe had a family member behind it, or a friend behind it, and we talked about each dent and every scratch and the story behind it. We remembered all the places that that van took us, right? We remembered how it took us up the East Coast to, to northern Maine, and it took us down the East Coast to, to the history and the beaches of Charleston. It took us down south through Louisiana, over to Texas, Houston, and San Antonio. It took us to the mountains of Colorado and back a couple times. And in between those big road trips, it took us to family gatherings, and it took us to tiger games, it, it took us to and from school countless times. We had a lot of adventures with that van, and it was, it was kind of sad to say goodbye to it. Now, my guess is this summer, many of us here are adding significant miles to our vehicles, Right? It's what we do in the summer. We hit the road often. And maybe your miles are adding up as you're crawling through the Friday traffic jam heading up north on 131. Or, or, or maybe your, your vehicles are adding miles as you head to the beach and back every Saturday. And maybe Friday evening at the same time. Or maybe you're a road trip family. You're going to hit the road and you're going to put a couple thousand miles on heading somewhere across our country. Maybe you put miles on heading to and from New Jersey over the past couple weeks with the high school mission trip. Maybe the miles simply come from zipping around town now that you need to get 50 hours of driver's training driving and you're zipping everywhere, right? Getting your hours put in. Or maybe you're adding significant miles, not in your vehicle, but, but maybe you're hopping on an airplane like the Benthamans are about to do when they head to Nicaragua in just a few, few days, just a couple weeks now. And Angie Johnson will do as she follows them soon after. With all of this travel that we do, moving around the country, whether it's short trips to the store or large trips, faraway places, our verses for this week, the ones to memorize, are great ones to keep in mind and remember. Psalm 121, 7 and 8 says, The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. But take out your Bibles. Turn with me to Psalm 121, page 603 in the Bibles you have in front of you. 
Because those verses I just read are just the last two verses of a psalm that the Old Testament people of Israel sang as they traveled. This was written as a pilgrimage song. So as the people of, Jerusalem, people of Israel made their way to Jerusalem for one of the great festivals throughout the year, they would sing this song. Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. All right, now you've, you've heard the words of Psalm 121 that we're going to look at for this morning, but I would guess you haven't really felt them deep down. Right? I want you this morning to put yourself in the place of one of these pilgrims who would sing this song back in 2,000 years ago in Israel. Right? This trip, this trip to Jerusalem for one of the festivals was a thrilling event for you, for you as parents, for you as kids, because it was a road trip for the whole family with the capital city of Jerusalem up on the hill, right? Jerusalem, the city up on the hill, that's your final destination, your glorious destination. For those of you who lived out in the country, which is almost all of you in Israel, heading to the big city of Jerusalem was an awesome event. Growing up, Jesus himself made this trip, we're told, every single year at Passover. And for him, living way up north in Galilee, it was a five-day trip. It's a five-day journey on foot to get to Jerusalem. And these five days on the road are spent with aunts and with uncles and with cousins and with friends who are all walking together, who ate together, who, who, who journeyed together, who pulled over by the side of the road and camped together for the evening. Right? And the closer you get to Jerusalem, the more people are joining in the journey. Right, The streets get packed. With, with pilgrims, with fellow travelers, all getting more and more excited to get to Jerusalem. This was a spectacular road trip that they would take. And since these psalms, remember the psalms, they were tunes and lyrics that stuck in everybody's heads, right? They would know these. They would have them memorized. Because they were songs that were stuck in their heads, every once in a while... As you're traveling down this road with this crowd of people, an individual or maybe a gr small group of people would start singing the first verse of Psalm 121. And the whole crowd around you, strangers and friends alike, would echo verse 2 back to you. And then that original group would sing verse 3. And the whole group would echo verse 4. And on they would go. So I want us this morning to read these verses like a pilgrim, like this pilgrim crowd. Okay, so all of you in this side section here, you're my family. 
Okay, you are the ones who have this song stuck in your head, and you're so excited to go to Jerusalem that that you are just going to break out in verse one with me. The rest of you, you're excited too, but you didn't think fast enough to start the psalm, so you're going to respond to us with verse two. Now, picture yourself walking. You're heading to maybe Jerusalem's in sight. Maybe that's what started you to sing, and you just can't keep quiet anymore. So let's say this psalm together. Since we don't know the tune, so we don't have it memorized, I put it up on the screen for us. So we're going to read the words that are not bolded. The rest of you are going to respond with the bolded words. Here we go. We're on our journey, and we begin. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will slumber The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Pray in blessing, assurance on each other as you travel, as you go. Now, there's two key words that should jump out as you read that psalm. Remember, we talked years ago, when you're reading Scripture, if you're reading a short passage, if, if one or two words keeps coming back again, mark that in your Bible. Because when those, those repeated words are key to learning what the psalm is really all about. And in this psalm, in these seven verses, five times you get the word, the Lord... And five times you get the word watch over. Five times in seven verses, pretty key. So the overarching theme, just from those two words, you can see for this traveling psalm is the assurance that the Lord is watching over his people as they travel. So it is more than appropriate that that we read this psalm, that we pray this psalm before we pull out of the driveway on the road trip, before you get in the airplane, before you begin whatever new adventure you're about to begin, as we start our journeys, as we start our travels, as we begin our pilgrimage, go with God. But the psalm goes deeper than that. We need to take it a step further because the psalm isn't satisfied just to make this a psalm for the road, a psalm for travel. Verse 7 really throws that, that simplistic traveling protection understanding of the psalm significantly off track. Right? Verse 7 is probably the verse that is most familiar and maybe one of our favorites in this psalm. It declares, the Lord will keep you from all harm. It's a bold declaration that if we could, wouldn't it be nice to be able to use that as some kind of magic charm? Wouldn't it be great if we could be assured at the very start of every road trip that we take that if we say, verse 7, the Lord will keep you from all harm, that he actually would, that we'd be guaranteed to have no accidents while we drive however thousands of miles we go or even as we just head across town. Wouldn't it be great if when we get onto an airplane, we can read Psalm 121, especially verse 7, and then close our eyes and peacefully rest in that plane because we know that we're guaranteed to have safe arrival wherever we go. It's not the way it works, is it? 
obviously, there's still tragic accidents that happen. They happen on the highway. They happen in the streets around your house. There's still airplane crashes that that make the headline news. So verse 7 is not granting us as Jesus followers, some kind of supernatural force field of safety around us as we travel on our journeys. It's not the point. So obviously it's saying something different than that. In fact, it's saying something much more profound than that. Because the second half of that verse points us towards a much greater journey. More than just the places our car can drive. More than just the places our planes can fly. More than just the tracks that a train can take us down. It moves beyond whatever journey we're taking today. Whatever journey, whatever vacation trip we're on at the moment. And it points us towards the greater journey of our lives. Right? It says the Lord will keep you from harm. Then it goes on to say that he will watch over your life. It doesn't say he'll watch over your travels. It says he will watch over your life. The watchful presence of God over our lives is what brings us great comfort and assurance as we drive, as we fly. But it brings even greater comfort and assurance as we journey through life towards our final destination, right? The people of Israel journeying had a final destination in mind. Jerusalem, the city was there, the city on the hill. As we journey through life, we don't like to think about it, but we have an end journey in mind, each one of us. The city of God, the presence of God. That's what we're journeying towards. That's what we're heading towards. When we can be in the full presence of God himself, that is our pilgrimage, the pilgrimage of life. So this is not only a song for the road, for safety on the highway, which is very good to pray, don't skip it, but it's also a song for our life journey. God is giving us comfort and assurance for both of those pilgrimages of ours. So what's the truth then that this psalm is teaching us? As we get into the car and hit the road, as we step into the plane and soar into the air, or every morning as we wake up and we enter into this day, this pilgrim, this life pilgrimage that includes this day, what truth is it that gives us comfort, that gives us confidence for our journey? Well, each pair of verses here, remember they're echoes, so there's a pair to each one. Each pair of these verses makes a declaration about God that propelled these first century pilgrims forward on their journey and propels us forward in confidence still today. Here they are. First, we journey in confidence through life because God is our maker and that defines our relationship with the God of the universe. Right? Think about that. God cares deeply, passionately, desperately 
about what happens to you and about what happens to me day in and day out. He doesn't only care about us, our eternal destination. God isn't only interested in saving us for eternity. He's interested in our everyday living. Remember, God is the creator, the psalmist saying, God is the creator, we are his creation. He is the artist, and we are his beautiful pieces of art, every single one of us. And like every artist, God loves his art. God loves his creation. He highly values you and me. And he's not going to just carelessly let you go and forget about you. I'm not an artist by any means. But I can only imagine that those of you who are, when you make a piece that you're proud of, you love that piece of art. You don't just discard it. You don't just forget about it. You love it. It has immense value to you. You parents, any parents here who have created a child together, in your eyes, that child of yours is the best-looking child in the world, is the most well-behaved child ever, And no matter where they go, no matter what they do, that child is always going to be in your heart. That child is always going to be in your mind. It's the same way with our creating artistic God. You cannot drive away from his love. You cannot travel far enough away to escape his attention. Wherever you go, God goes with you because he refuses to let you walk away. He refuses to forget about you because you are his piece of art. You are his creation. And he never leaves you behind. Even when you feel the most alone, those moments when you feel desperately lonely, you're never alone. Because God never leaves you alone. So where does your help come from? Your help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The maker of you, his prized possession. Secondly, we journey through life in confidence because God is our unsleeping guardian. Right? Verses 3 and 4 say, He who watches over you will not slumber and he will not sleep. Your Father, God, never lets his guard down. His attention on you, his eyes on you, never takes a break. Remember the Old Testament story of Elijah? Elijah facing down the 450 prophets of Baal on the top of Mount Carmel. Right, both, both Elijah, God's representative, and these 450 prophets of Baal representing him, they both build an altar and put, put a, a cow on this altar. And in order to prove whose God is really God, they say, let's, let's both call down on our gods to send the fire for the burnt offering and see which God can do it. And so the prophets of Baal go first, 450 of them. And it tells us that, that they shouted, they called out the name of their God, Baal, From morning until noon, until their voices were hoarse, and they got no answer. And so at noon, 
maybe over lunch break, Elijah taunted them some. His words were, hey, why don't you shout louder? Perhaps he's deep in thought or busy or traveling or maybe he's sleeping and needs to be awakened. And so what happens? They begin to shout louder and louder all the way to evening. Apparently they believed him. Apparently they believed that their God could be asleep on the job. That that they need to call louder and wake him up. Not Elijah's God. Not your God. Not my God. When it came to Elijah's turn that evening, instead of 450 of them shouting the top of their lungs, one simple quiet prayer from Elijah is offered up, and the fire rains down from heaven. And when your voice is offered up in prayer, whether that's out loud or even silently, your words will be heard by your unsleeping God, by your guardian who goes with you, who never slumbers and who never sleeps. And thirdly, we journey in confidence because because God is your unfailing protector. When the psalmist declares that now with God as our protector, the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night, he's not inviting us to skip the sunscreen next time we go to the beach and let God protect you from the sun. That's not the point. Instead, he's, able, he's saying that our God is able to protect us from whatever might threaten us and distress us during the day or during the night. He's got it all covered. Okay, both day and night brought unique dangers to these pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem. During the day when they were traveling, they were often traveling through, through the desert where maybe it was the sun that was their danger. Or maybe it was the danger from the rocky terrain that they're journeying or from the robbers who, who roamed those lonely hills. And the night, for them sleeping on the side of the road, remember, brought even greater dangers. They set up camp along the side of the road in the darkness of the night before any electricity was invented. Pitch black of the night under the cover of darkness with everyone sleeping is when thieves stole their opportunities. And it's in the moonlight that the wild animals now came out and hunted for their dinner. And the psalmist declares there's no danger beyond God's protection, behind his knowing. So the psalmist in Psalm 139 recognizes that ever-present protection of God. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Where can I go apart from you, God? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. So the truth to remember on your journey is that there is no place you can go. There is no time that God, your protector, is not there with you. And then finally, 
at the start of your journey or as you continue your journey. Go forward in confidence knowing that God is your Savior. And these are our verses to remember this week. Right? The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. We need to know that no matter what happens on your life journey, and we know significant things will happen, I wish I could tell you, like I wish I could tell you when you drive away in your car that you're guaranteed not to have any accidents. I wish I could tell you when you hop in the airplane, you are guaranteed if you're a follower of Jesus Christ that that plane will land safely. I wish I could tell you that as a follower of Jesus Christ, you are exempt from every difficulty in life, that you are exempt from every disease, that cancer won't touch you, that, that hardships won't come your way. That no bones will be broken. I wish I could tell you that learning will come easy in school for you. I wish I could tell you that that your life is safe at all times. Because you're a follower of Jesus Christ. I can't. The psalmist can't. But he can tell you, and I can tell you that no matter what happens on your journey, your salvation pilgrimage will not be interrupted. Your end destination will be reached. Remember these these Old Testament pilgrims had the city on the hill, Jerusalem, as their destination. They saw it. That's where they're going. And they sang this song hoping that they would reach their destination. We have the city on a hill as our destination. That's where our life is leading us. That's where our pilgrimage is taking us. And we don't have to hope. We have an assurance. We know. We know that we will reach the city of God. With the Apostle Paul, with confidence and boldness, we can declare That neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. And that, my friends, makes all the difference in our journey. These first century pilgrims had Jerusalem as their destination, the city of God. We have the new Jerusalem, the very real and eternal presence of God. And we don't have just a hope, we have an assurance. God will get us there. He'll never let us go. Neither life nor death can separate us from his love. Because... Jesus. Because of the risen Jesus who took our place, who paid for our sins, that's why we can journey in confidence. That's why we can know that our safe arrival at home with him is assured. And that's what gives us the ability to live boldly today, no matter what the circumstances of our lives, to journey through life with boldness, with Jesus. 
Again, I wish I could tell you that if you pause to read Psalm 121, this traveling psalm, before every road trip, before every flight, before every adventure you go on, that you would be guaranteed safe arrival. I can't promise that. Tragically, accidents happen to even the most godly of people. Some of you have experienced that kind of grief already. But I can tell you that as you travel, you're creating, you're guarding, you're protecting, and you're saving God travels with you, never letting you out of his sight, never letting you out of his care. And I can promise you that you're creating, guarding, protecting, and saving God as you journey through life will never let you slip out of his saving grip of grace. Ever. The brokenness of this world and the worst attempts of Satan to block your salvation journey, to stop you short of your pilgrimage destination, they will fail. Because nothing, nothing will separate you from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's the Lord's watchful presence that will give you traveling courage. Traveling courage now and forevermore. Would you pray with me, please? Father God, you know our journeys. You know the journeys we take in our vehicles. And we do pray for safety. More than that, you know the journeys we're taking on in life. And sometimes that journey is filled with flat roads and easy travel. Sometimes that journey is filled with heartbreak and doubt and pain. Thank you for promising your presence your powerful presence, your loving presence, your gracious presence, your strengthening presence throughout the journey. And thank you for promising us, assuring us, guaranteeing us safety at our end destination. Thank you that the blood of Jesus and the empty cross is strong enough, is true enough to bring us home to you and that nothing will be able to separate us from your love. So Father, give us courage as we journey. Give us the strength and the boldness to journey with you wherever you call us, wherever you send us. May we go knowing we're held safely in the palm of your hand. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.